0: The Tor project removes a 1,000 relays linked to a cryptocurrency scheme. Ukraine fires two cybersecurity officials amid an embezzlement probe. The UK NCSC files an IOC standard with the IETF. And CISA and the ACSC launch cybersecurity programs. This is Risky Business News, prepared by Catelyn Campanu. Today is November 22nd, and this podcast episode is brought to you by Yubico, the inventor of the YubiKey, a security key that provides the gold standard for phishing resistant multi factor authentication. Find them at yubico.com. The Tor project has removed around 1,000 relay servers from its network, citing their involvement with a for-profit cryptocurrency scheme. The scheme allegedly promised cryptocurrency tokens for users who set up and ran Tor relays. Tor admins say they've removed participating servers to protect the integrity and reputation of their network. The removal was subject to a community vote that passed last week. The TOR project didn't provide details about the cryptocurrency scheme, but it was most likely referring to the ATOR cryptocurrency project that launched at the end of September. The Ukrainian government has fired two cybersecurity officials amid an investigation into alleged embezzlement. Yuri Shkol and Viktor Zhara, were accused of participating in a scheme to buy software at inflated prices. The two served as the head and deputy of the State Service of Special Communications and Information Protection of Ukraine. Four other suspects are also under investigation. The group is accused of embezzling $1.7 million. US Senator Ron Wyden has asked the Justice Department to release information about its secret Hemisphere phone surveillance program. The program allows US law enforcement agencies to request searches of US phone records without a warrant. The searches are run against an AT&T database going as far back as 1987. AT&T is allegedly being paid to provide access to the database and run the Hemisphere platform. The program isn't classified but the DOJ has marked it as law enforcement sensitive. Senator Wyden is now asking the DOJ to remove the classification and release details about Hemisphere to the public. CISA has launched a pilot program that will provide what the agency describes as cutting-edge cybersecurity shared services to selected U.S. critical sector organizations. The pilot program launched in October with its first phase, with participants from the healthcare, water and K-12 education sectors. CISA Executive Assistant Director for Cybersecurity, Eric Goldstein, says the agency plans to enroll up to 100 organizations by the end of the year. The Australian government is setting up a voluntary cyber health check program for small and medium businesses. The program will allow SMBs to take a free security assessment and access training materials to upskill their employees. Those with a higher risk of being targeted by hackers will be able to request a more sophisticated third-party security assessment. The Australian government is putting 7.2 million Australian dollars into the new program. The UK cybersecurity agency has filed a document with the Internet Engineering Task Force aiming to standardise IOC formats. Also known as indicators of compromise, IOCs are used by cybersecurity tools and professionals to detect malicious activity and can take the form of domain names, IP addresses and hashes. The NCSC says the new document introduces a common format for sharing and using IOCs to improve interoperability between different vendors. The agency says it's been working on the IOC standard for the past three years. The IETF has assigned RFC. C9424 for the proposed standard, which is now entering a public comment period before voting. The UK privacy watchdog, ICO, has warned organisations about an impending crackdown if they don't simplify their website cookie banners. The agency previously requested that websites provide an easy way to reject all advertising cookies. The ICO has given the most visited sites in the UK 30 days to comply with its new rules or face punishment. Pro-Ukrainian hacktivist group Cyber Resistance has hacked and leaked data from the email account of a Russian pilot employed by Aviocon Zetotrans, a sanctioned Russian airline. The leaked emails allegedly show how Russian airlines are secretly moving weapons, ammunition and sanctioned goods from Iran, South Africa and Mali to Russia. The group alleges that in some cases the transports are disguised as humanitarian aid. The Cyber Resistance Group has a history of hacking and exposing Russian operations. They previously doxed Russian pilots who bombed civilian infrastructure in Ukraine, outed the leader of the APT-28 cyber espionage group, and exposed Russia's efforts to recruit Cuban mercenaries. A former employee of Japanese telco NTT stole and leaked the personal information of 9 million of the company's customers. The employee took the data from an NTT call centre server and sold it to local data brokers. The theft took place in April 2022 and remained undetected until July this year when Japanese police discovered the data as part of their investigations. NTT confirmed the breach in October and blamed it on one of its telemarketing operators. Auto parts retail chain AutoZone says the data of almost 185,000 customers was stolen in a cyber attack at the end of May. The data was stolen by the Klop cybercrime group as part of its attacks that targeted MoveIt file sharing servers. More than 2,600 companies across the world have been impacted by the MoveIt hacks, and the data of 77 million users stolen. Tech company Nothing has pulled its Nothing Chats instant messaging app from the Google Play Store a day after its launch. Advertised as an E2EE messenger that brings support for iMessage on Android devices, the app was pulled after security researchers discovered egregious privacy issues. Researchers found the app was logging into users' accounts on their behalf and redirecting and logging all messages through its own servers. They also found the app was using HTTP for many of its most sensitive requests. The Lockbit ransomware operation has announced new rules for its affiliates during the ransom negotiation process. The new rules entered into effect at the start of October. LockBit admins imposed the rules after they saw affiliates requesting small ransoms from victims and giving out generous discounts. According to researchers at Analyst One, affiliates will now be forced to use a tiered percentage base system for ransom fees, depending on the victim's annual revenue. Affiliates are now also banned from offering discounts greater than 50% of the initial ransom demand. Microsoft has awarded more than $63 million in rewards to the security researchers who participated in its bug bounty program over the past decade. Launched in 2013, the Microsoft bug bounty program turned 10 years old this year. Microsoft says the program has grown from less than 100 bug reports in its first year to include 22 different bug bounty programs for various Microsoft platforms with thousands of submissions. The latest of these programs is the Microsoft Defender Bounty Program, which the company launched this week. The program will provide rewards of up to $20,000 for vulnerabilities in the Microsoft Defender line of products. That's all for this podcast edition. Today's show was brought to you by our sponsor, Ubico. Find them at ubico.com.